I want to welcome you to today's podcast. And in this podcast, I'll be bringing you teachings from the Word of God that will bless you and inspire your spirit. And I know for sure that your life will never be the same again when you're done listening. God bless you as you listen. This podcast is sponsored by Check It Shop. Check It Shop, the first Christian anointed clothing brand. Your one-stop shop for high quality and heavily anointed clothing and accessories that will look good on you and most importantly, terrorize the kingdom of darkness. Visit CheckItShop.com. Check it in style. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I want to welcome you to another interesting time in God's presence as we go through the word together. I know that God's word, as it comes to you, is going to change your life forever. Hallelujah. Praise God. But before we start, I'd like us to pray. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we worship you, we adore you, we glorify you. We honor you because you are Lord and God and King. Lord, we ask that you speak to us through your word and by your spirit. And at the entrance of your word, will give us light according to your word and will indeed be transformed. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know, as a child of God, it's important for you to realize that you have been called out from the world. Hallelujah. You've been called out from the world and that's so important. It's important for you to realize that because the moment you understand that, a lot of things will change. Hallelujah. Now the English word church, the English word church is from the Greek word ecclesia. In fact, many other languages refuse to translate it. They refuse to change it. For example, in Spanish, I think it's Iglesias or something like that, from Ecclesia. And then I think the French word is something similar. In many other languages, they didn't translate it. They left it like that. The word is Ecclesia. Hallelujah. And Ecclesia actually means called out ones. Hallelujah. Called out ones. It means separated ones. People who have been called out. If it says called out, it means you were somewhere before and then now you've been called out from where you were before. Now this is very important to note. Hallelujah. The children of Israel were in Egypt for 400 years and God told Moses, go and tell Pharaoh that he should let my people go that they may serve me hallelujah let them go that they may serve me you cannot serve God in Egypt hallelujah no you can't serve God in Egypt why didn't he just leave them there 
Because Egypt in the Bible was seen as is a type of the world. Hallelujah. The Bible calls it the house of bondage. Is a type of the world. And if you are going to serve God, you must come out of Egypt. And you know, throughout scripture, we see, we see people having to move. For example, God told Abraham, he said, come out of your father's house and from amongst your people to a place I will show you. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that Abraham moved around looking for a city that had foundation whose builder and maker is God. So God called him out of his father's house. When we talk about your father's house, what are we talking about? We're talking about your culture. We're talking about your tradition and everything in between. Hallelujah. Behaviors and all that. Because it's important for us to understand that the God of this world is Satan. We must understand that the God of this world is Satan. Hallelujah. And every culture of this world that is not based on Christ is headed for the rocks. Hallelujah. And that's why when you are born again, you are called out. You are called out. Praise God. Now, there are some people, even in the Bible, when they left Egypt, even though they had come out of Egypt, they still had Egypt inside of them. And that too could be a problem. Have you noticed many people like, uh, here you are, you left your country. Let's say you're from Africa or you're from one of the islands. And then you left and you found yourself in America. Most people, I guess we all do that. When we get to America, we don't just adapt immediately. When you get there, for example, if somebody who is an Arab gets to America, he's looking for an Arab restaurant or something like that where he can eat Arabic food. He's looking for something to condition his, his life like he's in Saudi Arabia, for example. So people transport their cultures to America. Hallelujah. Now, such things, they have the good side and the bad side. Because there are some cultural habits that are good and there are some that are just not good. Hallelujah. But you see, that's the same approach that people use in the kingdom. So when they come out of the world, they say they are born again now. They take their stuff from the world into the kingdom. And that could be a problem. Hallelujah. See, the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 12. From verse 1. says, I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God. That you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable unto God. Which is your reasonable service. Verse 2 says, and be not conformed to this world. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed 
by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. He says, don't be conformed to this world. Don't think like the people of this world. Don't act like the people of this world because you have been called out. Hallelujah. He says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. This is actually what it means to be brainwashed. Actually, when you come to the kingdom, you'll be brainwashed. You keep the old ideas away and you take on the new one from the word. Hallelujah. That's what it is. Now, of course, there is a dangerous side of the whole thing. The dangerous side is where people begin to interpret scriptures to their own advantage for whatever reason. You know, they interpret scriptures in their own way and use it. Many cults have been formed that way. When, you know, they begin to interpret scripture in a particular way, you know, and then they use it to hold people down and trap people and all that stuff. That's the extreme of it. Hallelujah. But I tell people all the time, the word of God is in black and white. It's clear. And if anybody tells you anything, like the Bible says, out of two or three witnesses am I every word established. The word of God will be clear. You see it again and again. It's very clear. Hallelujah. But concerning issues that are clear from the word, I mean, you hold on to it. It doesn't matter what everybody else is doing around. You hold on to it. I was watching a video, you know, where, you know, some kids were appreciating their dad. I think it was his birthday or something like that. And they were appreciating him for uh, the memorable moments they had with him. And one of them said, Dad, I remember when I turned 15, and I told you I was ready to start dating. And then you took me out and you began to give me lessons about boys and things like that and, and, and all that. You know, when I heard that, like he was trying to like give her some guide, you know, so she makes the right decision. She meets the right person and all that stuff. And, you know, hearing that, some people will, it sounds nice. Oh, what a wonderful father. But, you know, I shook my head. I said, what was that? At 15, she's a child. And that's not the main issue, but the scripture is clear about such things. I mean, at 15, that's not what should be on your mind. At 15, that's not what should be on your mind. And as a right prince, see some parents, they want to be politically correct. They want to be, um, how do I put it? They want to, they want to be right in the eyes of people. For the world is okay for things like that, but not for those in the house of God. In the kingdom, we don't think that way. Hallelujah. There are two relationships in the word of God. There are only two relationships that are permitted. One who is espoused to be married to one or the one who is married. These are the only two relationships. There is no issue of boyfriend and girlfriend. It, it doesn't exist in scriptures. Hallelujah. 
oh, the other one, he just turned 18 and then the father wanted to give him some man lessons and he got them cigars and he gave them and they all sat and they were smoking their first cigars as men. I thought that was crazy. What is this? Because you want to measure up with the world. You want to be like the world. For the world is okay, but as a child of God, no. A thousand times, no. That's not the way. The world may do it like that. The world may think it's okay. Okay, an athlete, a child of an athlete, 12-year-old, came up one day and said he doesn't feel like a boy anymore. He now feels like a girl. And so what? Parents rally around the child and support him and say, oh, what's your new name now? Say, my name is, let's say the name was John before. It says, now my name is Janet. So from today, parents start calling the child Janet. I mean, is that crazy or what? I mean, what is this world turning into? The Bible says, train up a child. See, as a coach, when you are training the athlete, the athlete doesn't do what he wants to do. Come on. A basketball coach tells the the athlete what to do. And if you don't do what you are told, you're removed from the team. That's how it works. The coach is not your friend to understand how you're feeling. That's not his job. His job is to train you. As a parent, it's your job to train the children. Hallelujah. Obviously, that is a confused child out there. That's a confused child. But then the world we live in today, they encourage you and say, oh, wonderful parents supporting the child. Oh, that's wonderful. How nice are these parents? Mm. For people of the world, yeah, it could be okay. But you that are a child of God, no, no, no. Hallelujah. No. These things are unacceptable. Hallelujah. You know, and sometimes when we talk like this, somebody will say, judge not that ye be not. Listen, don't quote one scripture and leave others. The Bible does not say we should not judge. The Bible says we should judge righteous judgment. In fact, I'm going to show you in the scriptures. John chapter 7 verse 24. Now watch this, watch this, watch this. This is very important. It says, judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. It says, judge righteous judgment. Hallelujah. So you see, it says, don't judge according to appearance, but judge righteous judgment. Hallelujah. So it doesn't say we're not allowed to judge like the scripture that you see in Matthew chapter 7. It doesn't say we should not judge. He says judge righteous judgment. What does it mean when he says judge righteous judgment? Your judgment should be consistent with scripture. Hallelujah. That's why Jesus was able to call out the Pharisees sometimes. He called them out when they were in error. Even Peter, when Peter came and he was speaking some kind of trash, Jesus rebuked him. Hallelujah. So he doesn't say we shouldn't judge. He said we should judge righteous judgment. In other words, whatever we say, it must be something that is consistent with scripture. 
Hallelujah. It must be something that is consistent with scripture. Now there is difference between condemnation and conviction. Hallelujah. This is very important. There is difference between condemnation and conviction. The two, the approach of the two are similar. The approach of condemnation and conviction, they are similar. But the purpose of the two, the motive of the two differ. Hallelujah. For example, somebody who is condemning somebody, condemnation, he doesn't want to see the person change. He's trying to like put a load on the person to bring depression upon the person's current situation. That's condemnation. And that's what the devil does. He condemns. Does he do that because he wants you to repent and to change your ways? No, he likes the way you are. So he wants to add guilt to it and, you know, destroy you. So he points out certain things that you've done. But conviction is different. Conviction also points out what things that are not right, but with a heart of love. The purpose of conviction is to see that you are converted, to see a change. Hallelujah. And to somebody who, who, who brings conviction, he also suggests how you can change. A very clear example is Cain and Abel in the Bible, in the book of Genesis. After Cain, you know, uh, Cain, Abel had sacrificed uh, a firstling, a lamb to the Lord and his sacrifice was accepted. And then Cain went and took some crops, you know, from the field and he presented it as a burnt offering. And his sacrifice was rejected and he was sad. And then what happened? The voice of the Lord came and said, Cain, why are you sad? If you did well, wouldn't your offering have been accepted? And he told him something. He said, sin lieth at thy door. Do with it what you please. What does that mean when he says sin lieth at thy door? You know, that's one part of scripture that is it's a bit con- confusing to some people. He says sin lieth at thy door. What is it? As at that time, In Genesis, the only revelation of sacrifice they knew was that of sin offering. Because at the time, after Adam and Eve had sinned, God killed an animal. A sacrifice was done for atonement for their sin. So at that time, the only revelation of sacrifice they had was that of sin atonement. Hallelujah. And the Bible says without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. So when it comes to atonement for sin, it must be an animal. You can't use crops for that. That was actually why Cain's sacrifice was rejected. The Bible didn't say he used bad crops or anything like that. It was the sacrifice at the time. So when he says sin light at thy door, if you remember... Uh, in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, the Bible says, He who knew no sin was made sin. So it says Jesus was made sin. What does that mean? He was made a sacrifice for sin. Hallelujah. So he said, when God told Cain, he said, Sin lieth at thy door. He said, look around. You see an animal. You can use one of those animals for a sacrifice of sin. It's 
That's why he said, do it, eat what you please. Sin, light, and I do Use an animal instead. In other words, he, God was telling him, do the right thing. Hallelujah. Do the right thing. So that's the difference between condemnation. Condemnation doesn't want to see you change. Condemnation doesn't want to see you repent. He wants to put a load of guilt upon your present state. But conviction will offer you a solution. Hallelujah. It, your conviction will offer you a solution. So that's why the Bible does not say we should not judge. He says judge righteous judgment. Hallelujah. And of course, whatever it is that we do, we should do it with a heart of love. Very important. Even when we speak the truth, we should do so in love. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now having said that, when we come to Christ in the kingdom of God, we have our own culture. We have our own ways of doing things. The word of God is our standard. Hallelujah. The word of God is our standard. That's something that we need to understand. There's one scripture that always, you know, gets my attention. The Bible talks about the children of Issachar. First Chronicles chapter 12 verse 32. It says, And the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times, to know what Israel ought to do. The heads of them were 200 and all their brethren were at their commandments. The children of Issachar, the Bible says they had an understanding of the times and they knew what Israel was supposed to do. My question to you as a believer, do you have an understanding of the times? Hallelujah. Do you have an understanding of the times? Are you thinking like the rest of the world? Or you have an understanding of the times and you know what uh, the people of God ought to do? Hallelujah. Now this is so important in the days that we are in. This is so, so, so important. The world is getting to a stage that has never been before. We are entering times that has never, the world has never experienced before. Hallelujah. We are entering times and these are very critical moments. We are seeing scriptures being fulfilled before our very eyes. Like we are in the last days. Hallelujah. So everything counts now. Everything counts. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Everything counts. And this is what believers need to understand. We can't afford to think like the world. We can't afford to act like the world. We cannot afford to think that way. Because we are different. Hallelujah. See, the kingdom of God is not a democracy. Hallelujah. The kingdom of God, I hear some things that happen. I heard it in, in, in some churches, especially in America. It happens in other places, but especially in America. Where some people will sit down and they will vote who their pastor is. And if they don't like the sermon that their pastor is preaching, a number of people can come together and they will have an election and they will kick that pastor out and bring somebody else who preaches what they want to hear. That, that is it's, it's crazy. Hallelujah. 
It's crazy. Because the kingdom of God, in the house of God, it is not a democracy. The system of government in the house of God is a theocracy. That's what it is. So God appoints the person who is in charge. That's how it happens. And sometimes the things that God will tell you to do are things you do not want to do. But you have to do them because the word of God says you should do it. That's why you do it. Hallelujah. Sometimes God will tell you to pray. You don't feel like praying, but you do because God said you should do. God said you should give. Sometimes you won't feel like doing so, but you do it because God said you should do it. Hallelujah. So sometimes there are messages that you may not want to hear because it's, it, it's, uh, it's hitting on some areas you don't want touched. But you accept it because it's the word of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So in the same way, in our, our thoughts, our, the, the way we put our thought life, everything about us, we should be kingdom minded. We ought to be kingdom minded as children of God. The kingdom comes first. Hallelujah. The kingdom comes first. There are some people who say, you know, their country comes first. And all that. No, your country. If you say your country comes first, you've not come out of Egypt. You're still in Egypt. You've not come out of your father's house. And from among your kindred, you are still there. Hallelujah. Jesus told his disciples, though you are in the world, you are not of the world. You are different from them. So you must understand that. So your way of thinking should be different. Your way of talking should be different because you are not of the world. You are not of the world. Even in your country, simple things like election, for example. See, don't just be in a hurry to go with the crowd. Do you have an understanding of the times? What is going on? See, it's important for you to put your personal emotions aside. What does God say? What does God want? These are the things that you must think about. Very important. What does God want? What does God say? These are things you should think about. Hallelujah. This is so important. Don't go by your emotions. Things are happening. When the last days. Hallelujah. When the last days. Every decision Everything that happens right now, we're in very critical moments. There are some people who are trying to hasten the coming of the Antichrist. Hallelujah. Because for him to come, they have to prepare the system. They have to prepare the system because he's not just going to come like that. So these people have been raised. They, are, they have only one thing in their mind. It doesn't matter in which industry they are, whether they're in the banking industry, whether in politics or whatever. Their satanic agenda is to prepare the grounds for the Antichrist to come. That's what they are busy about right now. Hallelujah. So if you put God's man at the helm of our faith, it will affect the agenda. This thing, it will eventually happen. It will definitely happen. There are some things that are imminent. It's just that you have to do certain things to hold it off for a time. But they are imminent. They will surely happen. Hallelujah. Now, we, why, are we, why are we preaching like this? Because we know that the time has not come. If he comes before his time, 
then it will be very dangerous for the church because he will do everything possible to wipe out the church. Hallelujah. And that's not going to be good because, see, the Bible says, and you shall be saved, you and your household. These governments, these people, when they come, they will do certain things to separate you from your children. You will not be able to influence your children. And they will begin to indoctrinate them and teach them something wrong and raise them up in a system that is anti-Christ. So you might be saved even if you are persecuted and you are killed for your faith. What about your children? What about your children? I understand in some states now, they want to start introducing some books of homosexuality and all that stuff. They want to make these things normal. They want to start teaching children these things in the schools. Hallelujah. Remember what happened before the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. There was a pushing of the gay agenda. That's what happened. That's why in recent times this thing has come up. A former president of the United States came up and he approved it's okay for same-sex marriage and all and opened the door for many other things that followed. Hallelujah. As a child of God, before you make any decision, ask God, is this for the benefit of the kingdom? Hallelujah. Very important. Is it for the benefit of the kingdom? Are you working for God or against God? Many people are working against God without knowing. So there are things that we do unknown to us. We put blood on our hands. We put blood on our hands. And we have to really, really, really be careful. Every decision we make, we must be kingdom-minded. Kingdom-minded. See, what is going on in the world today? There is more persecution in the world today than it was even in the Bible days. It's just that people don't know this. It's, you don't see it on the news. Satan is not going to talk about these things. But there is more persecution today. See those things that happen in the Bible where people were asked to deny the faith or be killed? It's happening today. It's happening today. Hallelujah. So as a child of God, this is so important. Come out. The Bible says come out from among them and be a separate Come out from the world. If you are the ecclesia, if you are the separated ones, what are you doing in their midst? Come out. Come out from them. What does it mean come out? In your way of thinking, your way of reasoning. Don't reason like men. Come out. Look at things, not with your optical eyes, but with the eyes of the spirit. With the eyes of the spirit. Hallelujah. Very important. Look at things with the eyes of the Spirit. What is God saying? And I'm not just saying what is a man of God saying. What is God saying? So you yourself go and pray and ask God, Lord, what is going on? What is happening in the realm of the Spirit? What is going on in these days that we are in? And if you are sincere, God will show you. He will give you answers. So in everything that you do, be kingdom-minded. Let the kingdom come first. The church of Jesus Christ. Let it come first in whatever you are thinking about. And you know, the church, when it comes to church, the church does not really, really conflict the, the, the laws of nations. Let me just put it that way. 
different conflict because once they came to Jesus and said, oh, is it right for you to pay tax? They wanted to, you know, put him in a, you know, in, in a difficult position. Said, is, is it okay for us to pay tax? Jesus said, bring a coin. I said, whose face do you see on it? He said, Caesar. Said, Fine. Give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and give to God what belongs to God. There is no contradiction except Caesar goes rogue. There are some governments who become crazy, they, they, they are power crazy and then they start bringing laws that are, that are against scriptures. And for something like that, we are expected to obey God. Peter told the scribes and the, the rulers, the Jewish leaders in those days, he said, you choose whether we'll obey men or will obey God. If the law of any country contradicts the word of God, stand with the word. And if anything is done to you, if you are arrested because of that, that's persecution. It's fine. Stand with the word. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Stand with the word. If you are arrested for that, then let it be like that. It doesn't matter. But I stood with the word. Hallelujah. It's so important that we as believers understand this. Come out from the world. Don't think like the world. If all that you are getting, your ideologies come from the talk shows you listen to and all those things, you are in the wrong place. What is God saying? What is God saying? So important. Hallelujah. Praise God. I can't even believe that there are people who are, there's, there's a battle between, in America, between some say pro-choice and, and, and some say uh, some that are against abortion and then some say pro-choice. I don't even, be, I can't even understand that there's such a debate. I mean, something like that should not even exist. It shouldn't exist in the first place. But the, we are we experiencing moral decadence in the world. So much that something that should not ordinarily be thought about before is now clear it's on the table and people don't care. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You as a child of God, the world can do whatever they want to do. In fact, somebody said it's a sin for a sinner not to sin. Why? It's their nature. It's what they do normally. So they will commit sin. It's their nature. That shouldn't surprise you. But you that are a child of God, your, your, your thinking should be different. That's why I said, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Your mind needs to be renewed. If you were thinking like the people of the world before, now you need a renewing of your mind. And what will renew your mind? The word of God. As you keep hearing the word, there will be a change of the way you think. Hallelujah. It will change the way you think. This is so important. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So the fact that you are a member of the body of Christ, the church of Jesus Christ, which is his body, the Bible says. I told you the word church is from the Greek word ecclesia, which means called out ones, those who have been called out. Hallelujah. So you must ask yourself, have you been called out or you are still there? God called Abraham out of his father's house and from among his kindred. 
God brought the children of Israel out of Egypt to serve him. Hallelujah. And if you must serve God, you must come out from the land of your nativity. Hallelujah. You must come out from the land of your nativity. Come out. Now, of course, when I say come out, not necessarily physically, Jesus said you are in the world, but you are not of the world. So you may be among them physically, but in the spirit, you are out. In your mind, you are not with them. So you don't think like them. Some things are not normal. If you go to different nations, I'm going to end with this. See, different nations have their way of thinking. Hallelujah. And if you go to any country, there is a way people in that country reason. There is a way they think. They have their ideologies. And guess what? These things are shaped by the principality that rules over that land. Hallelujah. They are shaped by the principality that rules over that land. That's why people think if you go to the Arab world, for example, their religion comes first. And there are certain things like, there are some places where, do you know that there are some places where if uh, a man has a daughter, his own daughter, and his own daughter decides to maybe leave the faith the, the religion or something do you know that he can take a knife and kill his own daughter he would take a knife and kill his own child and he will not regret it how do they do that that must be a demon because the love between a father and a daughter it's something out of this world what will make a father want to kill his own child it must be demonic, satanic. But people, there's a part of this world where to them it's a normal thing. If your daughter maybe does some kind of things to bring shame to the family, whatever it is, either the man or the brother, either the father or the brother of this girl has the right, like they will take a knife and kill this girl and nothing will happen you'll be buried and that's how it ends now let's say you were born in an environment like that now that you are born again he says come out from among them you may still be in that country but let your mindset change so you don't do such things because you are born again hallelujah so i just use an extreme case to explain my position my message Whatever the behaviors or the culture, the, 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 the way the people think in that place, when you are born again, have a renewing of your mind. Let your mind be renewed. Let the way you think change. Hallelujah. And you drop those cultures that are inconsistent with the word. And you take what God says in his word. Hallelujah. Glory to God. This is so important. In these days that we are in, so important. Every decision you make counts. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm sure you've learned something today. And you know, the word of God, as it keeps coming, is just like a, a sculptor. You know, he has a piece of wood and he wants to carve out an image. As he keeps using his uh, chisel and taking out pieces of the wood, it takes shape. 
as he keeps taking out pieces, he takes shape until he gets the perfect image. So as the word of God is coming to you, there are certain things that have been chipped out of you. Hallelujah. And you are taking shape gradually until you get the perfect image of Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. I want us to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, thank you for your word that you brought to us today. Reminding us that we have been called out of the world and we really do need to be separated from the world in our way of thinking, in our decision making, generally and basically in everything that we do. The Bible says in all our ways we should acknowledge you and you will direct, direct our paths. So in our decision making, sometimes we may not feel like it, but we will do it because your word says so. Thank you for the grace to do this. We give you praise and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, when the word of God comes to you, it comes with the ability to do what it says. Hallelujah. So naturally, if there were certain things that you were doing that were inconsistent or were against the kingdom, as the word of God has come to you, it comes with it, the ability to say, no, I'm going to stand for the word. Hallelujah. So I'm excited for that. And that grace has come to you today. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening again. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm really, really excited because I see that the word of God as it's coming to you is changing your life. Praise God. I'm going to be with you again for yet another exciting, interesting word until I come to you again. Keep living in the atmosphere of God's word, God's worship, and God's miracles. God bless you. Bye-bye. Join the man of God, Pastor Isaac Samuel II, for further deeper analysis of the Word of God and mind-blowing miracles during the Check It Church weekly services. On Sunday, we've got the Super Sunday service starting at 10 a.m. CST. Wednesday is a midweek Bible study at 6 p.m. CST. Then Friday is a prayer meeting also starting at 6 p.m. CST. We hope to see you there.